Hey gang, the Headley Group Real Estate Show is a video audio podcast designed to highlight and interview real estate professionals, entrepreneurs, and other fields alike. The mission of our podcast is to acknowledge people of color and show their successes and in return, help our audience learn from them and pick up tips and tricks in building additional income. Hey, ladies and gents, this is Mike Headley. We are back. Another great episode on the Headley Group Real Estate Show. Like I said, our whole goal was to highlight people, brown and black people that that has that same energy that's in the business or surrounding the business. We got a young brother right here today who is doing his thing in the Austin, Texas market. Uh, a little bit about this brother, a little bit about him. Uh, this brother had his, has a bachelor and a master's degree. Very intelligent. Uh, this brother is an investor as well and has some good experience that can help any buy and sell out there. This name of this brother's investment business is called Dibier Views Investments. And the company he works on the real estate brokerage side is called Premier Team Real Estate. So let's give a warm welcome to Kevin Dibier in Austin, Texas. How you doing, brother? Hey, how y'all doing, man? Appreciate you having me on the podcast. You know, on this, it's always a good opportunity and uh, I'm glad to be here. Oh man, listen, brother. Like one thing about our show, we keep it real, and uh, you know, we reached out to him. You know, we saw his profile. We said we think he would be a great fit uh, 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 in terms of you know what we see. Looked at his page, and I think the brother's a model also. Uh, so, so I do a little trick. something. You know, I'm in the I'm in the industry, man. So I'm gonna do a little. That's something awesome. I guess. That's awesome, brother. Uh, well, in, in the end of the day, we are an extension of who we are, our brand and everything. So, so uh, uh, first impression is always that last one. So you know you're giving off a good one to bring on them buyers and buyers and sellers of course kevin real estate what was that driving force one day you woke up i think i don't know if you did it bachelor's first and masters or real estate what was that driving force to make you want to get a real estate game yeah like i actually got into the real estate game kind of late but like the the drive has like been there since uh i was small so like Mm. uh i grew up in new york and when I moved to Texas, like I had moved to Dallas, um, that was like the first piece where I kind of, it was like the first indication that like I wanted to do real estate. But, you know, my time, you know, my my pops and like family, because it was, you know, it's a commission based only type of field that was like, nah, you know, we want you to, you know, get your, get your degree, you know, stuff like that. But I guess us, the process of like buying uh, our first home in Texas, like I actually enjoyed it. But I was like, you know, I was a kid, I was like 14, 15, you know? And I was like, it'd be cool if I got to do this. But like, my parents like shut that down, like immediately they're kind of just like, put that to the back burner type of thing. The second like real indication where I knew I was like, nah, I definitely need to do this is when I actually bought my own house. So I bought my own house when I was like 23. So it was like five years ago, almost like six years ago now. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just like the process, cause I was, you know, as I was in college, I was like getting ready uh, to buy my own house. Cause I just did not want to rent like after I graduated, I wasn't planning on renting. And this is after my, um, after my bachelor's degree. So yeah, once I, once, once, once I bought my own house, I was like, okay, this is something I definitely need to do. But instead of just going right after it, because I, I had like family issues, you know, things going on back home, like helping out my pops and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of like kept it on the back burner type of thing. So like, it wasn't really till after I got my master's where I was like, literally tail end of my master's. I was like, okay, no, nah, like I'm about to like, I'm about to go ahead and just get my license. Cause like, I was partly kind of doing the work 
like mm. as a realtor anyway, without having my license. Cause like when I bought my house so early, I was helping out people like friends and people like asking me questions. Like I was doing all the work kind of pretty much for free. I didn't even realize I was even really doing it, but oh, I was wow. like, yeah, I was giving people all like, you know, the knowledge and everything, especially like the younger uh, generation. Cause I was young, I was like 23 when I bought my house and a lot of people mm. who had worked at the company I was at, they were like, Hey, how'd you do that? Like, how'd you, you know, like kind of teach me up, like coach me up type of thing. So mm. I had been doing it for like a couple of years and I was just like, okay, I need to make this like official, like, and just do it. Mm-hmm. Brother, you said two things that stuck out. We're going to peel it back a little bit. You said you're from New York. I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York. Where you at? I'm uh, from Queens, Queens. Queens, okay, to see the, I know no, what's up here, brother. That's what's up, Far Rockaway, yeah. So, so, and you took them, you took them talents down to Texas, huh? I took it, look, it wasn't by, it wasn't by choice, uh, uh-huh. but it was, you know, I was, you know, I was a, I was a young kid. Got so, you, yeah, got you, was, got uh, you, got you, got you. Yeah, so, you know New York is fast, it's fast paced, man. So Real fast paced, man. And they always say, really, if you can make it there, you really can make it anywhere. It's fast, you know, it's fast. Definitely fast. 23 years old, brought your first piece of property. Now, you know that's rare. Well, I think now people are jumping on that bandwagon. But again, it's still rare, 23. Uh, what you said, I didn't want to rent. You said, I, and I'd rather focus on, I want to have own home ownership. Where did that come from? Like, I want to own. Like, a lot of people don't catch a little late on. What made you say I want to own versus renting? I don't want to be bogged down to a mortgage. Uh, yeah, I wanted to own versus rent. I think my, my pops was the person that was kind of putting it in my head, mm. like just all the benefits and everything of like having a home. And and then the thing is I was renting all throughout, you know, college dorms and all that Correct. stuff. And I kind of had my own like apartment and everything and just living with people and kind of like that experience. I was already in my head like, okay, like now when I graduate, when I get out of here, like that was like the primary mission like was to was to get the house so yeah it, it had kind of been in my head really because like because of my pops was kind of like kind of digging it into me like mm. subconsciously without me kind of really even knowing so mm. you know by the time i graduated i was like okay you know nah, like this is this is the mission like <laughs> let's do this before kind of anything else got you got you uh bachelor's degree master's degree does that correlate at all with your real estate, right? Does it, you know, some people have a degree in art and next year they're doing real estate, right? Two totally different worlds. Does that spill in together? Um, it didn't kind of at first, but it kind of does a little bit now. I guess mm. when I first started out, like I was, my degree, both of them are in IT. So one's IT. in mm. management information systems and sure. the other one, the master's is in project management. So mm. it, I was doing that in how, why I say that it kind of correlates a little bit was just the project management piece. And that's why I kind of was doing project management. That's why I wanted to get into it in the first place because it's kind of project management and everything, if you really think about it. So kind of some of those skills, even though I was learning it from my IT side, I started to, those skills I kind of still use, you know, for my real estate, you know, on the real estate side of things as well. So Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of how it correlates, but I didn't want to be like knee deep in IT and be a developer and, you know, writing code. Like I wasn't going to be that guy. Mm, Gotcha, gotcha. What, um, how long have you been licensed? The people was want to know. They said, okay, you bought a house at 23. How long have you been licensed? I've been officially a license for just a little over two years. But that's good though. And okay, this is good because now we're talking to our work. You're not new, but again, you're not as seasoned. Right. The first two years, okay? Because I'm quite sure there were some rocky moments, right? Particularly that first 90 days, six months. If you have one of them, a rocky moment that the deal was like, is this going to close? But you got it to closing. Share that with us. Quick commercial break. If you're interested in a career in real estate or you're a seasoned vet, you might want to change. New environment, 
You don't like the atmosphere you're in. The Headley Group Realty could be there to assist you with your career. What do we offer? Great culture, great environment, leads, and an awesome commission structure. Let us be there to support your business. One thing, you got to be in the state of North Carolina. Let's get back to the show. When I got a deal that was got to close and it was going to close. Um, my first six, my first six months were just, it was, it was actually really, it was really rough. It was like, uh, all of us. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because you don't, you don't like, I'm, you know, I was working, I was doing a bunch of leases at the time. Um, and I think I had one, like, I think it was kind of starting to get into the COVID side of things. And, um, I think I just had one deal, like at the time that I was like strongly, I was like strongly working on, but the clients that I'm working, that I was working with, it's not like they got, I don't know if you know here, like in Austin, uh, there's like a lot of uh, like California people from California like coming over, right? And they're coming mm-hmm. over and they got you know their pockets are deep, so it's <laughs> I'm not okay. working with okay. that type of people, okay. like, I'm working with regular you know Texas people, then they're mm-hmm. used to Texas prices and like things have kind of increased out here, mm-hmm. so um, yeah, I was working, I was working a deal and I was putting in and off, like I'd already like probably failed maybe like three offers on, on this one client I was working with, so like three different houses, you mm-hmm. know, we lost out. Um, so I think on this last one, uh, it, it, it was tough. Like I literally, I, I had to almost kind of like work with their lender to kind of like max out their budget. Okay. Uh, which is something, you know, the, the person I'm working with, they're a first time homebuyer. They don't know anything. They're like, kind mm. of, you know, and when you work with some of those people, they, they rely a little bit more on you than, uh, someone mm-hmm. who's already kind of bought a house. They kind of know what they're looking for. Correct. They know the process. Yeah. So this, this person's really like relying on me. So like, yeah, the way I really pushed it is like, I like worked with their lenders. So I reached out to the, you know, not just working on just like a real estate side, but I'm like checking all the boxes, like making sure, you know, mm-hmm. I, I was the person that actually got their credit right. Like this person mm-hmm. I've been working with them forever. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, I got the credit right. I made sure I maxed out like their budget, like to see if they could get more, mm-hmm. uh, which I was able to do. Um, and then I just kind of played with the contract, uh, you know, to kind of fit the needs that the that the seller was looking for in terms of like, so we did like a super quick closing. Okay. Uh, you know, option period was like really, really small. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, things along those lines that kind of made my offer look a little better than, than someone else's. Mm. Well, you said something about Austin, which I heard great things about the city. I mean, every time I go to go down to Texas, you know, we attend a ton of conferences, always be Dallas, right? We always go to Dallas. Uh, I've never been to Austin, like I said, great things about the city. And is it a techie kind of town? Is it that? Extremely, yeah. Extremely, it's getting, okay. it's okay. getting to the, it's definitely getting to that point, like, you know, Tesla's, you know, they got their new thing coming out here. I and think they, I did it, read that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like everything, you know, they got Amazon, Google, Facebook. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. Extreme, yeah, it's extremely techy. Like most people out here are in some mm. type of multi field. Mm. Two years into the business, um, that first year, you told me, you know, you got the people to close it. How many deals did you close that first year? The first year, in terms of just like houses, I think I closed maybe like three. Okay, three deals. So, and the reason why I asked that is because some people we've had, they said, hey, actually I had explosive first year, but but your year, you know, three years, considering with COVID, was there any part of you that kind of questioned, did I, did I pick the right career? Or you just said, I got to keep going. And if that is the case, what keeps you going? Yeah. Um, yeah. And no, I never, I never like doubted myself, even though I only had closed, like, you know, I'd done like those three deals. I was doing like a bunch of leases and like apartments. So that was like, I guess that, you know, you don't make as much off those, but I guess that was kind of the main thing that was like keeping me going. 
right. and I think yeah. naturally because I actually just like what I do like I really love mm. what I do uh, and I feel like I've created something that's um that's like it's like my own like I don't think necessarily even though you know our name is under a brokerage mm-hmm. um you know when people are looking for an agent I think they look for a person sometimes not really necessarily the brokers either like I'm I've you know all the deals like you know year two has been like it's been like explosive but mm. uh it's yeah but most people are they're asking for my name not not uh you know going to my brokerage type of thing so uh yeah I, n- I, n- I never like doubted it or questioned like oh like should i be doing this it's like is this something that like am i good at this like i knew it was gonna take some you know real estate i think when you know people think of real estate it's not uh i think it's a it's a you know it's a long distance race it's not it's not a sprint so i was mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, I like what you shared three years i mean um three deals wasn't as as profitable but you said the second year doing real well what systems are we using, right? I mean, you know, we we, we want to open them doors. We want to we want to dive into to you, know, you got to give us all your secrets. But 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 what are you doing to to gain attention, to gain attraction, and and to keep your processes moving? Yeah, I think the primary thing that I did just the first year uh, that wasn't enough is that you know, I you know I where I worked in IT, so I'm thinking like I don't really have to go outside to kind of gain clientele or I could do everything, you know, online. I think, you know, my generation of people, you know, mm-hmm. it's all social media nowadays. And Very much so. I have that, you know, that's like a big part, mm-hmm. you know, of the things I was doing. But I think uh what I implemented in year two mm-hmm. was like I actually do everything. Like I I I still do the, you know, the old school tag, the old the open houses. Like I'm mm-hmm. in model homes all the time. And I think that that's the biggest thing that actually really I think started to blow my business up was kind of uh you know in texas there's a lot of new construction and i think mm-hmm. that's a lot of what people like are looking for especially when they're first moving here mm-hmm. so me kind of uh you know understanding one learning about uh all of the new construction that's kind of coming up and you know there's systems and tools and stuff that can you know in mls and stuff that help you with that but it's different when you actually go out there because a lot of that stuff's not even a, like you get the real time like updates when you're actually like outside and then mm. you know all those salespeople and stuff like they they know you like personally so like i've gotten like ton of deals just because i was like, present at the time and the person knew me type of thing so yeah i think the old school taxes of like door knocking and, and going outside and actually like talking to people face to face like i implemented that like with the social media and like that's, mm. how, that's how like things started to kind of blow up for me i like what you said you you said we're constantly moving but still i'm going to adopt some of the old strategies door knocking open houses well i'm gonna say oh but it's still relevant and i'm incorporate that with my social media right a healthy marriage what do you say to some of the because again we have some of our audience members of our season and it may not be as crafty with social media or feel as though i don't need that right and then we've like you said your generation hey this is it if we're not using it you know we're behind the eight ball what do you say to somebody who says, well, I don't really have to be on social media. I can continue with my old methods, particularly the real estate agents, brokers. Yeah, like if I'm talking, and I, I got experienced guys in the brokers that, you know, we talk about this all the time. I mm-hmm. think if they are to, if like if they Im- do implement like social media, they can, you know, in time, I think they could possibly double their business. Mm-hmm. Um, I think having that marriage between both like social media and like, going out there like in person uh, I actually think it's vital like I think um, 
I think doing both is is of is is of the most importance. Like, and I know some people like they, you know, because you know they don't want to catch up. But social media is one thing I know it's not it's not going anywhere. I think it's only evolving. Like it's always going to be there. Like, so uh, it's one of those things. I think that uh, you know even the seasoned agents, you know, they have to eventually uh, you know adapt to if they if they want to you know keep going type of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kudos to you on that. And I just wanted to hear from your perspective uh, because, like you said, it's not going anywhere. Let's transition. Uh, seem like you're a brother of, of education and information. You know, you got the more, the more you know, that you do better. Um, what are you doing to continue to sharpen your sword in terms of trainings and and, and getting education? And this way, just being in the trenches so you can get the advantage over the competition. Yeah, like I said, I go, I uh, like my brokerage offers training like every week. So I always make sure that I'm always like training and, mm-hmm. and I'm always getting the most recent updates of the market. That's like, mm-hmm. I think the utmost about it. Like, you know, as a real estate agent, you have to have all, you, know, you have to have the information. That's like, just, that's just hands down, like what you need to do um, and kind of stay, stay current. So that's another thing that we always talk about too is, well, you know, what, what's the current methods, you know, when things are changing, kind of staying on top of those things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I read, I read about stuff like that, even just online, just to make sure that, uh, like if there's new methods and the way people are doing things, mm-hmm. I always like look into it and kind of just see if it's, uh, if it's best for me type of thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it's consistently looking online, consistently, you know, uh, talking to others, you know, having those conversations with like other agents, uh, because at the end of the day, you know, although some people look at it as, you know, agents as like, competition you know i do actually feel like we're all kind of a family in a way you know mm-hmm. we all sharpen each other's sword mm-hmm. and uh and you know it's it's really it's about the people i don't think it's really a competition necessarily between us sometimes even though some people uh you know some other agents put it that way i know some that like you know they want to like hide their secrets and their you know kind of what they're doing and i'm pretty much when it comes to real estate i'm kind of just an open book like you can you know whatever what i'm doing i'm willing to share and the great thing about that, brother, is that you'll always be blessed because what's for you is for you, regardless what it is. It's going to come, it's going to drop in your lap. And kudos to you on that. Always keep sharing. Hey, guys, thank you for watching our show. We're going to interrupt you real quickly. We are in the business of referrals. If you know someone looking to buy or sell residential or commercial here in the North Carolina area, refer us. We really appreciate that. Um specializing right because you know some of some real estate professionals and we get into the business and we say now nah, i don't want to do luxury uh, i want to do with uh foreclosures i only deal with new uh new relocation do you have a specialization or you are all the way all around guy i would say the two things is i mean just regular like residential sales but residential the biggest sales. thing is, yeah is is new construction like i like mm-hmm. i mentioned earlier like i that's like the specialization uh for okay. me. If someone's looking for some new construction, it's like a, that's kind of like, that's my area. That's my ballpark. And people like refer people to me whenever, mm-hmm. like that's the case normally. So, mm, gotcha. New construction. Let's transition to the investments, right? You at an investment company, uh, is it wholesaling, multifamily, you know, like what exactly are you diving in, um, for, for your portfolio? Yeah. So right now I'm, I've primarily just been doing, uh, I've done, I have some single family like holds. So uh, I got one right now, and then I got one that I'm actually closing on after this. Wow, congratulations. That's why I'm dressed. (laughs) Okay, got got you. Yeah, so I got one Uh, closed on for this, and then I did, uh, and then I have like a, I did like a flip or two. That was, mm, you know, after I did the flips, you know, like investing, there's a lot of places, you know, there's a lot of things you could do in investing. And I mm kind of, 
started to pinpoint kind of what I wanted to do was to have those holds. So I kind of mm. wanted to do more burn vesting kind of over everything. Mm. Uh, so that's kind of like where I decided. So I started doing primarily single family and I kind of want to move to the multifamily space eventually mm -hmm. like once I get enough places or get kind of comfortable. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. so, so you said the bird method, right? You know, I know what it is. So let the people know what exactly is the bird method. Yeah, the bird method is when you, you know, you buy, um, you know, you renovate, you rehab, you know, renovate. Um, and then you pretty much put it back on the market and you keep doing, you just literally mm. just keep recycling, doing this thing the same way. Mm. Um, you know, you get to pull out your money and just do it again. So, um, yeah, pretty much that's kind of what I wanted to do. I feel like in terms of a long term, like in terms of real estate, I think that's the uh, area I feel like that builds the most wealth. Mm. And sometimes it doesn't bring the most cash flow, depending mm -hmm. on what, uh, you know, property you decide to end up buying. Mm -hmm. But, um, but yeah, I think that for me, I think that's the, the best, uh, best real uh, investment method, at least for me. That I've mm. so okay. Okay. Question here. Um, and again, I don't know if this could, it could be uh, uh, like, nah, I never had to do that before, but I got to put it out there. Have you ever had to fire a client, right? And be, be okay with it. Fire a client. Um, mm. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we all had <laughs> yeah now that you not now that you bring it up yeah mm -hmm. i actually had to fire i think maybe like two two or three mm -hmm. I think. um two or three. okay yeah and i think it's just like i said i as a, you know I, as agents i think um you know our time is valuable so like um if it's one of those things where i start to feel like you're kind of we're kind of running around in a circle mm. uh you know i think i, I had to client the reason why i fired him because i think he just didn't kind of the trust wasn't really there like between us, even though we were, you know, we were working side by side we were working for an extremely long time. Okay. Uh, but it's got to the point, I think they were just more interested in just looking at houses than actually buying them. So, ah. Like, yeah, mm. so that was when I was like, look, you know, when, when things actually get serious, let me know, but I'm not gonna spend my time just showing you guys houses that's, you guys are not really like ready type of mm. thing. Yeah. Uh, licensed two years, you had to look back over your shoulder. And you said, my uh, two years ago, if I had to change three things or two things, what exactly would that would you change to help your business today? Yeah, the first thing I would change, I mean, like we kind of talked about was to just start implementing, um, start implementing one, like all the methods, like I said, from like social media and like the, you know, um, like kind of going out and doing that, like doing that from the start, mm -hmm. that'd mm -hmm. be like one of the first things I would do. Um, Cause I think I probably wouldn't, I had such like a down first year. If, it, mm. if it, I feel like maybe I would have like started off kind of booming a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, the second thing, uh, the second thing is pretty much to, like I try not to have too many regrets, but the second thing is really just to start earlier. Like if, mm. I, <laughs> if I didn't, you know, start two years ago and I started, when I first bought my first house and I was like five years ago, I would have been like a seven or eight years in and like, who knows where I would have been now instead of, you know, instead mm -hmm. of just, instead of just the two years. But I think when I think back, I think those are the primary two things. Um, the two things that I always, I'm like, I probably should have done that. Should have done that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. What, uh, um, the good thing about that is that you 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 know what that is, right? And the fact that you're only two years in the game, right? You got a lot of more years to go to continue to keep implementing so you can take it to high another level. Are you on a team or is this you? 
I'm on a team, so team. we're okay. like a yeah, we're on a we're like a smaller uh, brokerage here. In okay. Austin. I didn't okay. want to go with any of the big cats. Okay. Um, yeah, so so we're like fifty, we're like probably like 50, 50 agents. Okay, wow, that's a nice, decent size. Yeah, it's like a decent size, and I think I work like closely with like five people. Mm. Like five plus. Okay, so it's five of y'all on the team, but uh, what's the name of the team? Is that or is that that? That, that 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 that's premier team real estate so premier really team the team is 50 like the team is 50 of like 50 okay. agents okay uh, and then it's almost like not necessarily like uh like we're broken off in the teams but i just got super close with these other like these four other agents so like mm. five of us are like consistently although we're all like a team of 50 we always we have like breakout sessions where we kind of like discuss things as well nice nice so you brainstorm yeah yeah we bring some like ideas yeah, ideas of like what what we're doing, like you know, it's sharing amongst the group of fifty, um, and then you know we always get down into like our five people, and we you know we get into details on like you know kind of like action items, kind of. Right. You know, okay. I think okay. I think in those meetings people discuss what they're doing, but there's no real like, hey, like okay, what's what's the next step? Like how are we gonna you know? Correct. 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 Yeah. Correct, so we correct. break it. We break it down a little bit more in those in those meetings. Mm. So so some some people are not not saying that they're selfish, but very more forthcoming with information. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, like I noticed those guys were more, they're more forthcoming, you know, they're willing to share, like they kind of want everyone to grow type of thing. Because, you know, some agents don't want to share their secrets or what they're doing. They don't, so, they don't. Yeah. They don't. But, but like, like we talked about earlier, what's for you, what's, what's for you is for you. And I really believe in that model. Um, Kevin, we are starting to wind things down. Um, we always ask our guests for two golden nuggets. Now you gave us about five or six, right? Two golden nuggets, whether it be a scripture, a book, a great movie, anything that's inspirational to you. Go ahead and go. Okay. Uh, the first thing I always say is, uh, um, and I always believe this, I say this like all the time, is uh, you're exactly where you're supposed to be right now. And I always say that um, it always stops me from kind of living with regret. Okay. Um, and it, um, I, I just think it's a good way to, uh, you know, for people to understand. Um, so I was gonna decide. I was checking my phone. I had a uh, message that, coming. It's all good. Um, you get ready for that closing. Yeah, yeah. That, that's exactly what it was. I was like, <laughs> yeah, they're expecting me soon. But, um, but yeah, um, you know, I think a lot of people they look back at their past life or the, like the things that mm. they've done and they make kind of like excuses for it. Um, mm. You know, whether you didn't have a mom or dad or um, you know just things that have happened in your life in the past. Um, and I always like to say, like, you know, those things were kind of supposed to happen to make you the person who you are today. Mm. And, you know, don't use them necessarily as excuses, but use it to kind of like push you forward into the future, um, you know, and have some positivity out of it. So that's why I always say, like, you're exactly where you're supposed to feel like don't don't look at other people and, you know, because you see someone else that you feel like is doing as good as you or better than mm. you, like it push you down, like you're where you're supposed to be and mm. so, you know, keep pushing forward. Mm. Kevin, um, that's. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. That 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 was it. That, that was it. Well, one, I like that you are we supposed to be. I, I mean, that it makes so much sense because they said we are a product of who we are, uh, whether good or bad, right? You know. Uh, uh, so, definitely like that. Kevin, is there a question that I didn't ask you that you would like to answer? A question that you asked me uh, that, I, that I did not ask you that you, that you would like to answer. Um, like, man, you should have asked me about this. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, no, I think, I think, um, I think the only thing you asked, but I think I could act like there was another, you said two golden nuggets. I could okay. put a oh, oh, you didn't give me, no, I thought you gave me two. Go ahead. Yeah, that was the first one. But the second one was, um, and I, I have this tattooed on me. It's, uh, 
it says lost time is never found again. So I, I became a person of like time sometimes to me is almost more important than than money, even sometimes. Sure. Um, so I think people, you know, especially people in my generation need to learn to kind of value their time nowadays um, instead of, you know, because I think some people really, you know, some people I think I think a lot of people really go through the motions of life, to be honest. Um, so I think, you know, it's one of those things for people to kind of value your time more. And like how I started doing that, like literally, especially this year is, um, you know, like I, I wake up at 5 a.m. every day now, like I, I work out and then I get like straight to work, you know, um, I think, um, yeah, just have just understanding that time is important. And if you are wasting it, you're not going to get it back, you know, and then you don't want to be that person looking back and being like, well, I spent all these years, you know maybe just doing, you know, kind of going through the motions when you could have really like applied yourself, kind of be somebody. So that's that's just a second golden nugget. Uh, you know, I like that. I want to add to that is, uh, uh, it's a great guy on, on social media. I mean, he's, I would love to have him on the show. Gary V, I don't know if you know Gary V. Gary oh, okay. Oh man. And he talks about that so much about regret, right? And I, and I kind of model myself right after that. I'm like, listen, if you want to do it, do it. Like what's literally holding you back, right? And he, he gave this story of, you go, he said, visit a uh, uh, senior citizen uh, a facility, right? And you're talking to people 80, 90, 100 years old, and they always talk about, I wish I could have, right? So you don't want to be that way. So just go ahead and take a child to knock out anything you possibly can so you can um, wave off any future regrets, you know? Exactly. But uh, Kevin, brother, you gave us some great insight. We want to thank you for being on the Head to Good Real Estate Show. Kevin with uh, Premier Team Real Estate in Austin, Texas. And the name of his investment company is called Dibia Views, owner of Dibia Views Investments. Like I said, in Austin, Texas. And brother, we thank you for being on our show. And we'll see you all next time on Head to Good Real Estate Show. Hey, gang, I hope you really enjoyed that show. Our guests provide us some great tips and insight. And please support them on all social media platforms. And while I'm saying that, support us on all social media platforms. And don't forget, watch the entire video on YouTube. We'll see you next time.